Want to drive greater success in social commerce? With Deloitte's latest creator economy research, you can. After surveying over 500 creators and 500 brands, our insights are helping CMOs and marketing teams harness the power of content creators. And not only that, but how to do it well. See for yourself by visiting cmo.deloitte.com today. This episode of the CMO Podcast is part of our Leadership During Crisis series. For these short episodes, I am inviting back previous guests to see how they are leading during the pandemic, how they are addressing new challenges, and how they are providing for their consumers, their employees, and the public during these unprecedented times. And our first guest is Pedro Erp, who's the CMO and leader of ZX Ventures for AB InBev. We will be talking to Pedro about how he is pivoting and reacting to this unprecedented crisis. How is he working differently? What is the company focusing on? What is his advice for others? How have priorities changed? These are times like no other, and we will be talking to many CMOs who have been guests on my program to see how they're responding and what we can learn from them. Here is my conversation, Pedro Aero. Pedro, welcome back to the CMO podcast. You were one of my first guests when we launched last spring, and we're delighted to have you back on for a short episode about what we're all going through now during the coronavirus. And I have to say, you and your team have been a total inspiration through this crisis. And I thank you for what you're all doing. It's setting a great role for humanity, for companies, and, uh, and I want to get into some of that. But the first question I have for you is, how are you doing? And what's the biggest non-obvious change in your life now versus before the crisis? Great. So, Jim, thanks for having me again. It's great to see you. Great to see that everybody's is safe and sound. We are. Uh, you know, as you said, I'm super proud of the, you know, of the team, uh, the work that they have been doing. I can talk a little bit about that later. Um, you know, but for me, uh, personally, you know, some of the changes that I've seen is, uh, you know, at ABI, we're in the business of bringing people together, you know, and, and when this, this lockdown started, uh, I love being with people, uh, you know, and, and, and I was concerned about, you know, spending like a month or two months, uh, away from people. And one of the things that happened was actually very positive. Uh, through this uh, house party apps and to Facebook portal and to Google Hangouts, uh, I actually got in touch with people from all over the world that I haven't seen in ages. You know, I thought the lockdown would be more, you know, spending time only with your family and things like that. And I've been doing many more happy hours, you know, than than I was doing the in the past. So that that for me has been a, you know, a non-obvious, uh, uh, you know, change. And, and I think work-wise, uh, you know, we've been working kind of on a task force all over the globe uh, and, you know, super agile, connecting with the whole world every single day. Uh, and, and you know, the thing that I keep asking myself now is why don't we work that like that every day? You know, because it, it really has been a, an amazing experience. Absolutely. And this task force, what kinds of things are you talking about? Just current initiatives? how you reboot, how you work, how you shift money, what sorts of things do you talk about? Yeah, so we started this like three weeks ago, Jim, when, when you know, the, the crisis kind of started. Uh, and one advantage is that we have is that we have teams operating all over the globe and we are all in this together, right? So we're all facing the same problem. 
Uh, and having people trying to solve the same problems in different places provides us with much more learning every single day. So we decided to put the task force together and basically connect people every day to understand what's going on with our consumers and, and then what solutions we could provide, you know. So the, the, the key priorities that we had from day one were, of course, one, the safety of our people. And that's we talk about it, you know, every single day, how people are feeling, you know, how people are, uh, if, if they are healthy, if everything is good, uh, you know. But the second one has been what the world needs right now and what kind of infrastructure we have. Uh, that we can help in any way, shape, or form, you know? So one of the things that we said day one, uh, we have to forget a little bit that we're in the business of selling beer. We have to take a look at our consumers and, he, and see how their priorities change in terms of the things that they need. And then how can we look internally at the things that we can offer uh, and, and provide it to the world in this time of need? Yeah, it's amazing. So you're having this, these happy hours with friends. You know, I'm doing the same. I'm, I'm connecting now weekly with the kids I grew up with in my neighborhood when I was in parochial school, in high school. And we're getting together yeah. at five o'clock. We're doing it on Easter Monday. And we- I, I, hope, I hope you're having a Stella still. I'm, I Stella in my special glass, which, which <laughs> looks very good on the Zoom meeting. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, my favorite brand. What, what are you having at your cocktail hour? I, uh, every day I'm having something different. You know, I'm taking the you time to. to experiment. You know, and so I've been I've been drinking our brands. I've been drinking other craft breweries from New York. I've been trying a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah, me too. Hey, you, you referenced this uh, speed and agility and creativity coming out of your organization. I've heard that from a bunch of other CMOs in these times. They said, my gosh, people are rising up, bringing fresh ideas, new ideas. People are acting and then asking for permission. So tell me, you know, is that the habit you want to extend beyond this crisis? Or is there something else you're seeing in your organization you want to be sure that you capture the learning and keep this evolving yeah. when we come out of the crisis? For sure, Jim. I think, you know, we, we, we've always been pretty uh, result-oriented and action-oriented, I think, in the past. But really, uh, when the crisis came about, uh, it was super important for us to kind of prioritize what was important. And, and put things out fast because the, needed, the world needed uh, things fast. And, and it's amazing uh, the speed at, at which the markets all over the world have been able to deliver things, you know. So I, I don't know, you've probably seen that, but, you know, one of the, one of the things that we do, it's alcohol, right? We produce alcohol to, to make beer. Uh, and, you know, we, we, on the first day of the task force, you know, people from the supply team said, you know, maybe we can do hand sanitizers. And we said, let's try to make it work, right? So we connected people that do hand sanitizers, understood about the process and things like that. And today we are, you know, three weeks on. Now we have uh, hand sanitizers being donated to hospitals in 15 countries. Uh, we donated more than 2 million bottles, uh, you know, of hand sanitizers. And we've done that with hand sanitizers. Then we've done that with emergency relief water. Then we've done that with hospitals or building hospitals. Now we have our engineering teams working on ventilators. Uh, yesterday, uh, we actually pivoted the, the production of our PET bottles for soft drinks. And now we are doing uh, face shields uh, and we committed to deliver 2 million uh, face shields uh, you know, in the next weeks to healthcare workers. So it's been the speed at which the, the teams were able to work has been really amazing. I've, I've seen so much of this, and I know this is a very, very small thing. It's your, it's your actions that really count now. 
But the ad you did about repurposing the football stadiums into a Red Cross blood drives because the blood supplies are low. I mean, to me, that was the most emotional ad I've ever seen your company make. And, and it was so you. It was so your culture, your company. And I mean, to me, it was I still choke up when I watch it. So it, Thanks, it's Jim. a beautiful piece of communica communication, but it was about what you're doing. Yeah, you know, we discussed a lot about this because we uh, we fundamentally believe that it's time to do story doing and not necessarily storytelling. But one of the powers that we have is actually by using the brands that we have and, and the media, you know, that we have already committed and bought, we can drive movements and make the help that we can give to the world much broader than just our our own contribution, you know, so... So that's, uh, you know, everything that we're kind of putting out with the brands, uh, we are saying, look, we're going to do that and we're going to donate a certain amount. But the real objective is how can we start a movement that actually more people can join and then we can channel, you know, the funds in a much more powerful way uh, than, than we, we, we could do by ourselves. Well, I think the, the amazing insight in that ad was you were celebrating the heroes, the healthcare workers, the first responders, the people working retail. And food delivery, you know, you were honoring those who were keeping our country, you know, uh, fed and and as healthy as we can be in these very stressful times. Yeah, I mean, that that's the main thing. You know, I think we, you know, Budweiser globally has always been a sponsor of sports. Uh, you know, people value sports, you know, they have a lot of joy in sports and things like that. But, you know, why not sponsor the thing that people are, are looking for the most right now, which is you know the healthcare workers having what they what they need uh, in order to to heal people. You know, so we did that spot in the U.S. Uh, we actually extended that uh, that activity globally uh, on the seventh of April because it was World Health Day. Uh, so we are basically redirecting a lot of our sports uh, uh, media uh, and a lot of the relationships that we have to the stadium uh, to help the Red Cross with blood drives and things like that. What would you say is the key to success for today's CMO? If you said data, you wouldn't be the only one. At Deloitte, however, we believe data is only half of the equation. The other half, story. Because data is the language of business, but story is the language of humans. And we believe the most successful CMOs know how to harness the power of both data and story. To learn more about Deloitte's CMO program and how we can help today's CMOs succeed, visit cmo.deloitte.com. I know we're just a few weeks into this, and this is speculation, but do you think there's any consumer habits that will be changing coming out of this that our listeners would be interested in? Yeah, I think, Jim, we, what we've been seeing is that uh, there were a lot of trends that have been kind of, uh, they are more long-term trends, but they have accelerated a lot, uh, you know, during the last, uh, during the last few weeks. Uh, so if I could talk about like two or three of them, first of all, the importance of meals. And home cooking, you know, that's something that we have been all the food craze, you know, and, and food bloggers and things like that. It has been happening for a while, but now people are having many more meals at home than they used to, you know. So now they are looking for food content, recipes, uh, you know, nutrition. Uh, they are concerned about the ingredients of their food and things like that. So that's kind of one of them. The second one, we are, we are tracking consumer sentiment. And we are seeing that people are stressed, you know, they're anxious about uh, a potential economic recession uh, and they are bored at home. 
so we've seen the you know the trend around um, uh, streaming, right? Netflix, uh, live streaming, uh, and we just did a, on Saturday. Uh, we just did a live streaming. Uh, Brahma, one of our brands in in Brazil, has been a longtime sponsor of country music, and we decided to do you know a live uh, country music concert from a garage with just the two. Uh, you know, the two singers playing. It was the biggest YouTube live in history. So we had like 3.1 million people accessing it simultaneously. And within 12 hours, had more than 36 million views, you know, because people are basically at home and they still need comfort. They still need entertainment and, and things like that. So that's kind of a second, a big trend. And then the third one is is togetherness, you know, is the need to connect, to socialize, this still super prevalent, you know, and 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 people look for that. Uh, but the format changed a lot because people cannot leave home right now. Uh, so they're figuring out other ways of socializing. And we've seen the virtual socialization and the virtual happy hours picking up. And that's something that we also see, uh, you know, accelerating the future. So I think this crisis is not going to be a like, a, you know, a changing direction of consumer behavior. I think it's going to be much more about an acceleration of the trends that we've been observing for a while. Listen, you, you know, you're one of the best brand builders in the world, right? You're really good at building brands and growing brands. Thank you. What, what have you learned in this crisis about your brand building? Are there some things that are more important than you thought they were or less important than you thought they were? So I know it's only a few weeks, but what have you learned sort of about your model, your, your focus, you know, what works? Yeah, you know, Jim, we 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 kind of uh, we 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 really put the thing about brand building as a second priority now. Uh, you know, we we kind of we're saying let's do what's right for people. A lot of the a lot of the activities that we are doing they are completely unbranded. Uh, you know, and and people don't even know that we are we are behind them. Um, and some of them are branded because we believe by applying, you know, one of our brands behind it provide uh, legitimacy and authenticity to the to the activation so we can get even more more people but for me the you know the main the main takeaway you know more than more than ever is you know if you really care about consumers uh you should understand when they change and their priorities change and their mood changed and you have to put your business as a you know on the on on a, as a second priority and really look at your consumers and say how can I give what people need right now? And I'm sure, you know, in the long run, people will remember that our companies, right, locally and our brands, they they help them in the times of uh, of, of crisis. But to be very honest, right now we are we are focusing much more in what the world needs, and hopefully our business will do well as a consequence, rather than how can I sell my beer right now. You think more of that might extend beyond the crisis? I think for sure, yeah. for sure, you know, I, I, a lot of people are talking about, we have to stop about talking about consumers and talking about people. Yeah. Uh, and, and again, you know, I think, I think people's priorities are changing a lot. And if you don't focus on people, if you only think uh, about them as consumers of your brand, you're going to miss it because maybe, maybe right now buying your product is, is not a, on the, the forefront of their priorities. You know? So if you look at this last month where you've been, you know, acting very quickly, you're on this task force. Is there anything you would have done differently? I, Jim, I, I, you know, I think I, I, I would have started working that way 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's so amazing. One of the things, uh, you know, that, that for me was, 
was really uh, striking. It's how the whole world, you know, our operations all over the globe, they came together and they are working, really helping each other and copying from each other and saying, you know, what are the problems that your consumers are having and, and, and I'm having the same. And so for me, for me uh, the, the teamwork, the focus on consumers and the agility on providing solutions, you know, I wish we, we could have, should have started uh, much earlier than that. So how are you going to institutionalize that as we come out of this crisis? How are you going to make sure you don't lose that learning and you don't go back to some of the old ways of working? I think there's no, there's no turning back, Jim, because once you see the results you know, and the things that you're able to do, you know, our people, you know, they're, they're truly owners and they, uh, they want to make impact in people's lives. And once they see that this works, I think there's no, there's no turning back. It's going to be a natural, a natural progression. Of everything you've done over the last few weeks, what are you most proud of from your organization? I think, again, everything related to what people need the most right now, uh, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm super proud of. You know, I, I think, the, you know, we, again, we are giving hand sanitizers to hospitals that didn't have it. Uh, we should see, uh, to give you one small example, you know, of one thing that we're doing, we have a, a brand called Highball here in the United States, which is uh, sparkling energy water. And there are a lot of uh, healthcare workers that are very tired, right, uh, in the in the hospitals and things like that. And this is kind of a, a natural, uh, you know, all natural energy drink, if you will. Uh, and we decided to donate, you know, a bunch of highball water to you know to hospitals all over New York. And and literally, when the team went there to to donate, people, you know, the the nurses literally cried. Uh, you know, so all of these activities that we are doing, you know, in a way seeing how much people are valuing it, this is, this is priceless, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm super proud of what our teams have all over the world have been able to do. Yeah. So you talked about you're having more virtual happy hours with your friends. Is there any other habit change? Are you walking outside more? Are you exercising more or less? Any other habit change as you work differently these last few weeks? Yeah, I, uh, you know, the, the, the exercise, you always like the exercise. I've been trying to do more peloton at home rather than going to, uh, you know, to exercise, uh, uh, outside. So what I'm trying to do is to maintain, uh, the, the routine, you know, that I had in, in, in normal times. Uh, but in a way to say, how can I adapt that routine, uh, to, to a world where, where you're at home, right? So exercise, exercise at home, having happy hours having happy hours uh, at home, you know, eating healthy, trying to be healthy that I try to do when I'm working, I'm trying to do that at, at home. So pretty much trying, I think we're all trying to, to, to have our lives as, as normal as we can, right? That's, that's what we're all striving to do. Yeah. Well, listen, you've been so generous to share your insights. It's so good to see you and your family healthy. And I once again, thank you and your team for all you're doing for the world of these times of crisis and stress. You've really stepped up and you're an inspiration. Thanks, Jim. It was great seeing you again. That was my conversation with Pedro Ero. I hope you found this helpful for you in your roles. I found it incredible how they were focusing on people, consumers, helping others. I asked him about how his brand building has changed. He said, it's not about brand building now. It's about helping the world, helping those most in need, helping the health professionals. I hope you got something out of this. I was inspired. That's it for this episode of our Leadership During Crisis series. We hope you enjoyed this follow-up episode. 
and found value and insight into how these leaders and brands are operating during this pandemic. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, I would be so grateful if you shared it with your friends. And if you gave the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen, subscribe to the show and get notified every time we publish a new episode. The CMO Podcast is a Gallery Media Group original production.